Welcome to the Whole Life Healing Podcast with Dr. Alexander Lloyd, best-selling author and founder of the Revolutionary Healing Codes Technique. Each week, Dr. Alex shares principles and methods from psychology, energy medicine, natural medicine, and spirituality to help you reduce stress, heal emotional and physical issues, and remove the barriers that hold you back from happiness and success. Join us as we learn to live our happiest, healthiest, and most successful lives. Here's Dr. Alex. And welcome everyone, uh, wherever you're listening, whenever you're listening. Uh, we are so greatly honored uh, by your presence. I know there's so many pla- so many things and places you could spend your time uh I'm honored that you would spend some of it with us. We don't take that lightly, and we will try to honor your time and give you a little bit to think about this week, maybe uh, that you haven't thought about before, a little something to practically apply to your life that may make your week go a little better, and every once in a while make your whole life go a little better, and we want to challenge you a little bit this week, Uh, you know... take you up to a higher level, not just, you know, same old status quo, mediocrity, that sort of thing. And the topic for today, Johanna's right, is trying is not enough. So if you want to be successful in any area of your life, I think you need to know what I'm about to say, because what most people have been teaching for the last 75 years is how to become successful is really a blueprint of how to fail. And the research has just come out recently that proves that and also finally explains why there has been a 97% failure rate among success programs for the last 75 years. So I'm going to try to share the secret of that with you today and also how you can start to become successful. So let's start with the title, Trying Isn't Enough. When you think of trying, what picture comes to mind? Uh, Webster defines trying as an attempt to achieve. An attempt to achieve. So why in the world would I say trying is not enough because almost anything in life that's worthwhile we associate with trying and I guess my first answer to that would be well it depends on what you're trying to achieve and it depends on how you're trying. Uh, You've probably seen a television commercial recently. It's been on uh, pretty regularly for about the last year. And in the television commercial, they cite a new study that that came out recently that found that 83% of Americans try to eat healthy and 90% of those 83% fail. Now that is interesting to me, that 83% of all Americans, of all 350 million, okay, maybe eliminate young children, so maybe we're talking 300 million or something like that, 300 million of us, 
83% of that 300 million try to eat healthy, but 90% of those of us who are trying to do that fail. And I bet just about everyone listening can relate to that. Mark Victor Hansen, the co-author of the Chicken Soup for the Soul books, who's a very good friend of mine and uh, one of the endorsers of my first book, he told me a long time ago, we were having uh, dinner, I believe, in Kansas City, and he said, uh, Alex, if you ever did a program for weight loss, for diet and weight loss, you would never have to do anything else because you would make so much money from that, you could just retire on the spot. And I said, well, why do you say that, Mark? And he said, because just about every year, the top category of book sales, and he should know because he and his uh, uh, co-author partner are, I believe, the top-selling American authors in history. I think they're up over 150 million books sold, uh, maybe even more than that. But he was saying the top category of book sales almost every year are diet and weight loss books. And then he said, Alex, who do you think buys the diet and weight loss books this year? And I said, I don't know, Mark, people that want to lose weight. <laughs> and he said, the people that bought them last year are the people that buy them this year because they didn't work. All right. Uh, do you want to be successful in some area of your life? And my guess is that that's a rhetorical question and you think me silly for even asking it because of course you do. Everyone does. Uh, of people that I've counseled over 30 years, I've never had a single person that's, that told me, I do not want to be a success. I want to be a failure. Everyone wants to be a success. Then how come... 83% of us who are trying, and I know that statistic was about diet and weight loss, but I think it's about life in general too. There's probably about 83% of us trying to be successful in our life. The only ones that aren't are the ones who've given up or they're too young to start really trying yet. And 90% are failing. Actually, in the self-help psychology uh book-selling world and programs world, it's not 90%, it's 97%. So, how so, so what's the deal? If we're really trying, if 83% of us are trying or a high percentage of us are trying to be successful in our lives, how come 90% or more of us are failing? Well, I would say there has to be some problem with what we're trying to do or how we're trying to do it. And I believe that that is absolutely the case. People in uh, mental health who work in the area of addictions will tell you that basically just pick your addiction and there's a 90 plus percent relapse rate. Doesn't matter what the addiction is, it's true with all of them. In fact, in some of them, it's 99%. So what does that tell us? It, it, it tells us that trying is not enough or 
that we're trying for the wrong thing. Okay, so if, if Webster says that trying is an attempt to achieve, let's break that down a little bit. An attempt and trying means willpower, right? I am going to, with my mind, with my body, with my intelligence, with uh, maybe getting some information on the internet about the best way to do it, maybe through talking to some people, logic and reason, etc. I'm going to use all that stuff, everything I've got, and pour all of that into my willpower and then use that to try to achieve some end result that I think will make me happier or healthier or something that I think I need or want, okay? Would you buy that as sort of what trying is? I, I, I think you would. As I've, as I've talked with people and lectured about this, most people will say, yeah, okay, that's, that's pretty close. Well, here's what I would say. That's okay for brushing your teeth. That's okay for how to shampoo your hair. That's okay for getting in your car and going to the grocery store. Although that one's not quite so simple because someone, what someone else does may impact you trying to get in your car and go to the grocery store. And more to come on that in just a second. But for things that are 100% under your control, unless you fall over dead, that kind of trying is okay and works. But typically, we don't call that trying. All right? When someone says, when someone says, hey, what are you doing? And, and you're sitting there with uh, foam all in your mouth, leaning over the sink, uh, moving your hand, moving this weird looking stick around with your hand. When someone says, hey, what are you doing? You typically don't say, I'm trying to brush my teeth. Right? What do you say? Well, first of all, what, uh, what's the matter with you for asking me that question? You can see what I'm doing. But outside of that, you would say, I'm brushing my teeth. All right? Same thing. Washing your hair, taking a shower, putting your clothes on, getting dressed, um, uh, making a sandwich. We don't say, I'm trying to do that. We say, I am doing that. All right? But what I'm saying is that for those type things, it's okay to be using your information, logic, reason, willpower to achieve a result. That kind of trying is okay for those things. That kind of trying is not okay by willpower, trying to achieve some result in your life, trying 
in that way is not okay for things that you do not have 100% control over or that are in the future. I mean more than just like, okay, I'm going downstairs to brush my teeth and I'm walking on the way. Okay, that's 30 seconds in the future. That kind of trying is still okay for that. But saying, okay, this coming Christmas, I'm going to go do this or that, not okay for that. Why? Because it's not 100% under your control. It's in the future. There's a million things that could happen that could stop that from occurring. Okay, saying, okay, I'm going to go to school and get a college degree. What I'm telling you today, and I know this sounds crazy, is that trying, if the definition is using your willpower to achieve a result, is not okay for going to get a college degree. Now, I probably lost all my credibility about now, about, at about this time, with probably 99% of you. Let, let me try to explain. Um, Dr. Dan Gilbert from Harvard. Wonderful, wonderful book. Highly recommend it. Stumbling into Happiness. Original research they did on the campus at Harvard. They found the, the end result, and this is a direct quote, expectations are a happiness killer. And basically what they found in the research at Harvard is that when you have expectations of a future event that is not 100% under your control, it immediately spikes your stress, puts you into physiological, clinical stress. And from stress comes almost every illness, disease, negative thoughts, negative feelings, drained energy, uh, IQ, uh, a lot of your IQ taken away, etc. All right? Dr. Bruce Lipton from Stanford Medical School says that trying to achieve something by willpower, an end result by willpower, that you have never been able to achieve before having tried, the odds of doing that successfully are approximately a million to one based on his research. So, okay, so if I'm not supposed to have external, physical, in the future expectation that are not 100% under my control, and if I'm not supposed to get it done by willpower, then how in the world do I ever get anything done? You do it with the right kind of trying. Okay? And let me try to explain that real quickly. And I wrote a whole book about this, so I, I mean real quickly. The heart of this is that you have to give up. You have to give up control. See, trying with your willpower to achieve a certain result is taking control, 
maybe even to the point of trying to manipulate other people and or circumstances. Well, that is very difficult to do and it takes a lot of energy and it may get you into a place of, let's say, selfishness. I want what I want and I'm going to try to make it happen even if it's not so great for other people, even maybe if it's not what's best for me. I think I want this, so I'm going to try to make it happen. Okay? Well, that's extremely stressful. Plus, it may be fear-based instead of love-based, which means it kicks in your stress response, as Dr. Gilbert said, and as Dr. Lipton said, and now you're running on adrenaline, cortisol, dopamine, that sort of thing. What does that mean? It means you run really hot with a lot of energy for a short period of time and then you crash. On the other side, if the hypothalamus senses a kind of love, joy, peace-based signal that comes from a focus not in the future but in the present on love-based stuff, all right, which in this case might mean giving up control to God, to love, to uh, plug in to the, the spiritual, to plug in to the supernatural, okay? When you do that, the hypothalamus can turn on oxytocin, peptides, endorphins, that sort of thing, and what that does is give you even more energy than the cortisol does, but without the crash, and it can, and it can work long-term for years. You want to know what that feels like? Do you remember, remember the time in your life when you were the very most in love? Okay, can you remember that? Well, how did you feel? you felt like Superman or Superwoman. You could, you could hardly get any sleep for night after night after night after night, and you were still okay. Your feelings were positive. Your thoughts were positive, even if negative things happened in your life. Okay, that's what comes when the hypothalamus flips on the love switch, the oxytocin, endorphins. And by love, I don't mean you're just sitting around singing love, 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 love. No, 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 no. Where the love switch is flipped in your brain, your hormones that are love-based kick in, and you know what? You start to work harder and be more active and positive than you've ever been in your life. You may work 16 hours a day and it seems like three as opposed to pushing yourself for 16 hours in order to try to achieve that end result. So what I'm trying to tell you today is that the science of succeeding and the science of trying like almost every great eternal spiritual truth I know is paradoxical. You have to sacrifice the end result in order to get the best end result. In other words, I'm going to focus in the present moment in love, doing my best to 
get that college degree, to go to the grocery store, to uh, get the project done at work, to get a promotion at work, whatever. I'm going to do my best, but my focus is not that. My focus is whatever I'm doing right now in the next 30 minutes, in the present, whatever I'm doing, the how I'm going to do it is in love as best I can. Surrendering, sacrificing the end result. This is what I want, and I think it's what would be best for me, but you know what? I may not even be right about that. So I give that up to God. I give that up to love. My focus is doing it from a love-based place for the next 30 minutes. Okay? That's it. And when you do that, the hypothalamus turns the stress switch off, turns the oxytocin, endorphin, peptide switch on. You work even harder than you were working when you were trying to achieve, only it's from a place of flow instead of a place of pushing. And here's the other component of this. Uh, I've had the pleasure of working with some of the most successful people on the planet. Billionaires, professional athletes, uh, entertainment people, best-selling authors, etc. Virtually to a person, they have told me that their greatest successes in life came through failure. In other words, they doubted they would have achieved the success they had achieved if it had not been for the failures. And very often they could pinpoint a particular failure where they learned some great lesson or hit rock bottom and from there they took off or whatever. All right? Uh, if a, I, I'm told... I tried to find out uh, exactly how many times, but the research indicated there's so many times that it would be almost impossible to even guess. But the best guess is that a young child or baby fails at walking thousands of times before they finally succeed, and if they had not failed, they would never have learned to walk. Without the failure, they would never have walked. And I'd like you to think about that this week, because sometimes the thing we're most afraid of that we see as a failure is really the door to our success or the path that takes us up to the next higher level in our life. Okay? So trying is fine as long as what you're trying to do is in the present moment, is love-based, and giving up the end result to God, to love, for what is absolutely best for you, and what may be best for you is the next step is something painful that may seem like a failure, but you have to go through that to get to your greatest success. And as long as you keep resisting that because you see it as failure, 
you can't get to that best place. Well, you don't know what that is. But God is. God does. Love does. Alright? So when you're focused always in the present, in right relationship to God, in right relationship to other people, prioritizing love over everything else, but still working hard, maybe even harder, but not out of a trying, out of a spiritual power that comes from God and comes from love and is a flow instead of a push, that, ladies and gentlemen, is where you start seeing a 90% plus success rate. But it's paradoxical and almost no one I know naturally does that, but we can learn to do it over time. And it is, the, the way I figured it out is it's in harmony with uh, ancient spiritual manuscripts. It's taught right there. This is how you do it. You have to die to live. You have to give it up to get it instead of the way we typically look at it. I've got to get, 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 get. Doesn't work that way. So try the right way and try for the right thing and you will be successful. Thanks, Johanna.